Hey everybody. Hi. How are you Hi. doing? Good, thanks. Good. How are you doing? Yeah, really, really good. Hey, uh, is it Sitlali or Kitlali? Or how to pronounce your name? Hi. Hi. How are you? Sit, it's sit, Sitlali. Sit, so you see sit, like an S. Beautiful. Sitlali, welcome to the show. How how has how does the day find you today? Well, it's nice. Love Very sun. Mm-hmm. Whereabouts in, yeah, whereabouts <laughs> in the whereabouts in the world do we find you? In Germany, near Heidelberg. Beautiful. Uh, Julia, Mark, have you ever heard such a cool, unique name as Sitlali before? No, but it's awesome. It's really unique. I love it. But even more unique, I would say, and impressive is your art, I I must say. Um, I was showing my fiancé, Ray, yesterday, and, um, and the main thing was that i said okay well look at this and then look how big they are and because they're, they're fairly small they're just in the sort of yeah. corner of your workbooks and um and i just i can't believe the details so uh so i'm very very impressed and i and i'm so glad to see you're sort of fully diving into dune um with your illustrations yeah thank you awesome no worries and uh, we've got um marcus joining from dune newsnet and the now flourishing Dune talk show, which is really great. Hello. Yeah, good, good to hear you, buddy. Wow, and and I'm so glad to be to speaking with you on the episode itself. We're going visuals this time, are we, Marcus? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You see, I think he was holding off on the reveal until you know <laughs> the right, the exact right time. You know, plans within plans. You know, and all of that. Um. Uh. So, Mark, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. busy over here mm. with all the June news, but yeah, exciting times and yeah, lots to talk about. Brand new time. So how about we just do a quick roundtable? So Julia, how did you find the film? I was speechless, to say the least. And um, right after I left the theater, I texted Emmy saying, dude, I don't know what to do with myself right now. I loved it. I really loved it. I was... And even though I, I've seen like Mark first in minutes of the film and then the spice harvesting scene, I just completely did not expect what I saw. Um, absolutely overwhelmed, speechless, but so happy that we witnessed it. And um, yeah, it was out of the world experience, I would say. For sure. Awesome. Well, we'll just continue the roundtable. But I'm, what I'm thinking is going to naturally happen is that if someone has something to add to the other, they'll, they'll just chime in. You know, like a human conversation almost. <laughs> um, so uh, Sitlali, um, what did you think of the film? Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I saw it twice actually, because I loved it that much. Okay. So the moment I came out the first time I watched it, I knew I had to see it again. Mm. I mean, the whole atmosphere of the movie is like, you just want to experience it again and again and again. Yeah. And it's like every scene of the movie is like an art scene. Everything's mm. like almost perfect, the atmosphere, the colors, of course, the soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so and, just... and you have a special connection there with the soundtrack of Hans Zimmer, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of Hans Zimmer, and mm-hmm. <laughs> been only listening to that since weeks. Mm. That's so awesome. And uh, yourself, Marcus, what did you think of the film? Yeah, so I've watched it now uh, three three times, uh, two two times in the cinema, and uh, yeah, when I walked out the first first time, it was just um, yeah, I just had a feeling because. It, 
yeah, obviously a lot of my time has, has gone into uh, reporting on, on everything related to this film. And the first thing I was like, yeah, it was, it was all worth it. Like I was just uh, blown, blown away by everything. It just came together uh, perfectly. That, that was my first reaction. Just everything came came together perfectly on, on screen, whether it was the, the visuals, the, the audios, uh, everything else. So I, I loved it. Yeah. Awesome. And Mark, what do you think of the film? Yeah, brilliant. I've seen it five times now. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2D, 3D, IMAX, uh, the works. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to part two as well now. Which is wonderful. And thank you for teeing us off to the next topic, which uh, if we had recorded earlier, may not have been something we would have gone on to speak about. But we are not only in a world where Dune has come out to both critical and commercials, um, you know, success, you know, accolades, um, recognition, uh, we're also talking about um, a world where, you know, as you said, part two has been greenlit and uh, Villeneuve, which I really appreciate, uh, has already been discussing uh, part, well, Dune Messiah. So uh, that was also in circulation. So I can only imagine for some of the really embedded um, uh, figures in the Dune community, like yourselves, Mark and Marcus, that that stacking of of news of like critical success, commercial success, sequel announced, and in that same conversation, um, the third film, uh, which again I think both of you, with your familiarity with the books, can confirm that what he says about Paul's arc will be, in a sense, you know, without spoiling too much, will reach a, a form of conclusion with 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 Messiah. Is that kind of correct? Yeah, yeah the, the first two books, uh, or the first trilogy, is almost like one one saga, one half of the Dune saga, but the first two books in particular, mm. um, Dune Messiah is almost like a, a coda at the end mm. of Dune and, yeah, completes Paul's story in some regards. Mm. That's what I, th yeah, that's and, what I and, thought. Yeah, and, and you, you get hints of, like, how different the story is, like, in the first, the first book. I mean, like, in, in, in this first movie, like, you know, it, it is a big adventure film, but you already get the sense from the dreams that, you know, there, there's something different about this story and that's going to be realized in, in part two. Uh, but you need to really complete the story and tell the, the full tale of, of Paul, like uh, from from what Frank Herbert was, was intending when he wrote this. I think it's, uh, yeah, excellent news that they're going to adapt to Dune Messiah. Mm. And I, I think it's going to, like for the people who don't know the books, it's going to be... Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, an experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, building on what you said, uh, I don't know, Sitlali, have you seen Denis' comment about um, part two being, I think he said the, the words more fun and more cinematic. So what is, how does that make you feel when you read, when you read that? Well, I'm not sure what I'm expecting because I read the first book mm -hmm. and the first part was my favorite from the books. And afterwards I thought, because I think they skipped 10, 15 years or something like that. And I kind of found it a bit sad that they skipped these 15 years because I would really like to know how this whole thing was a bit more detailed. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward, of course, to this new adaption of the second part and further on. I've only mm -hmm. read the first book, so I'm not sure how it's going to go on. But I'm getting the rest of the books for Christmas. So Nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, I will. I'll let all of us zoom in and really signal boost Sitlali here. So for folks who might not be aware, um, uh, Sitlali is a visual artist uh, working in, I believe it's... Uh, is it charcoal and, and pen and go it's for it? oil pencil. Oil it's, pencil. Yeah, okay. like oil pencil. Yeah, the texture is just, um, you know, you know, you've got here Mark and Marcus who have been all across 
and and yourself julia i'm sure we've we've been you know immersed in all kinds of uh um sequential media uh graphic novels uh, with with many of the universes that we so so love but and i want to say i don't know if this might happen you know with time says lali but you uh you tend to feel as though you've seen it all and this isn't me smoke blowing you or anything it's um when i saw your your work i was a really the thing that took me aback was the sort of effortlessness of you capturing the likenesses uh it's julia just to kind of get a bit sort of like come on like is it's it's almost unfair that this woman can just like or this person can just represent these figures especially the uh, the um the uh the Rebecca Ferguson one you know you guys have all seen her work now but uh, that's my favorite with the the sort of darkness behind her and that sort of representing how the the Bene, the Bene Gesserit sort of work in the shadows so um one of the great joys of this particular episode is, is signal boosting you to um the 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 dune community and now because we have you know dune info and and dune newsnet uh, there's that cross pollination that hopefully we just signal boost you as much as possible so yeah so like you can take us actually back to maybe if um when you started uh making art and uh, what drew you to dune so i've always grown since i was little i was like i didn't have a diary i just drew every day what i did when i was like seven years old we went on a big trip and every day i kind of drew something and I also yes. invented stories and just drew scenes of it. And then I, with nine, I got into reading and I read really, really much. <laughs> and now I've, last years I've drawn even more and I always sketched people because I think the most interesting part of natural and yeah, the mm -hmm. world. And always mostly film characters because I think if I really, really like a movie or a book, I kind of like try to emerge into the world of them. Mm -hmm. And with sketching it, I kind of become part of this world. Hmm. which is otherwise not really possible. And because I love Dune that much, I just, yeah, I just wanted to be part of that world. And then you, you sketch people and you kind of try to capture their atmosphere and you kind of, with every line, you kind of get closer to that goal, which of course you'll never really reach, but just yeah. in some parts. And yeah, so I started with um, Liet Kynes, hmm. my favorite character. Yeah. And I also thought with the blue eyes, like when I saw the movie, I thought, oh my God, it would look so cool. They would make black background and check and blue eyes with mm. such a nice contrast. Yeah. And then I just continued drawing me more characters and more characters. And that's yeah, right. I can't stop. That's great. See, that's very unfettered and it's very, um, I'll throw it to Julia. Uh, isn't that such a precious thing in these times for, for that, uh, that sense of being swept off by something, you know, and uh, in times that can sometimes seem pretty heavy with lots of stuff happening in the background. It's like to just, so yeah, what do you think of that, Julia? Absolutely. I was just thinking about it. Like we're so overwhelmed right now with everything that's going on and not a good, not in a good sense. Like Dune overwhelmed me in a very good sense. Like I was pop culturally overwhelmed with emotions, <laughs> but then we live in such uncertain times and Picking up those little joys that we have with your art is absolutely amazing. I just I was just scrolling through Instagram watching this and I was like, oh my God, this is so light. Like it looks like you didn't do any like any effort, but because it's yeah. so beautiful, like it for sure it took a lot of work and time for you to do it. But like when you look at it, it's so beautiful, mm. so delicate, but with such a strong message. Like you said about Jessica and the uh, darkness and the uh, Ben and Jessery vibe. I don't know how yeah. you did that, but just by, just by looking at it you can feel the vibe and that's absolutely amazing and we need yeah. more of this kind of feeling 
I think. Yeah, you're not just representing the the, the character just going off of the screenshots. Uh, you're like with with, well, and this also is 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 the performances of of the actors as well. But with the later one you did, there's a in his eyes you can see there's that. I I don't know. I mean, I might have to throw it lore wise to Marcus or Mark about my my feeling that simply from being you know lady um lady jessica's partner like he would either know on an intuitive level as like you know the their sort of soulmates that you know they're they're together that you would just sort of sense that she knows that something's intended for him you, you know something dark and you know his death and so then mm-hmm. he has a i mean oscar conveys the haunted quality that but 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 and and then you know the the notion that he can't escape that destiny but then he also you know rallies himself and 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 faces it head on which is why he decides to to fulfill that path you know that's me running off with my own sort of but is that hinted at in the novels mark marcus either of you um yes certainly duke luto knows he's walking into a trap Mm. and you know he is trying to prepare his family for you know, he's pretty sure he's pretty sure what's going to happen to him on Arrakis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put it that way. So okay. yeah, there's a lot of sadness in Duke Leto, I think, in the novel. Yeah, I think a lot of people have um, connected with him. But I, I do love Sharon Duncan Brewster. I, I agree, she is so, she's awesome. And uh, I mean, we've all seen the film, and would that it could have been another way. So that uh, thank you. Yeah, this is by the way, Sitlali. <laughs> <laughs> we wow. have yeah, we have. Um, uh, mark on hand for the using that amazing app that he uses so yeah that's what i mean folks tuning into the video version is uh extremely talented so but look honestly keep keep developing it and uh we actually scrolled all the way back to sort of check out your earlier stuff you actually are just like improving and i love that you have that as an artist which is that every new piece is an opportunity to improve and that you can't teach that and i you i think you basically said that you're self-taught right yeah i'm self-taught. there you go all right, so you know you, you've it's you've crossed the thresholds. Now we're now we're annoyed at how talented you are. So time for <laughs> we, have, we have to we have to change the subject. Also, like Marcus, that that's still got. Look, are you kidding me? Like I think we should all just pick up some prints. Like, can we get some prints of your stuff? Is that cool? Oh, yeah. I thought of making prints, and I'll let you know if I do it. Okay, well, please let me know first because I want to. I want the signed editions. Yeah, and you I too. I want second. I want second. Okay. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, as long as you can yeah. sign them for us, because yeah, we feel like we've discovered, uh, you know, I, I have, I'm having that Villeneuve having just come across like, hello, that's my Chani, that's my Paul, you know, <laughs> similar. I, I feel like I have cultivated such amazing people in this community, and that's that, that goes for all of you. So, and it's also been a, a while since we spoke, guys, it's a couple of months, you know, some heavy stuff happening, personal life and wider life, but what a what a what a lovely gift for this film to i'll i'll can i'll give you a little bit i think maybe i'll just kick this off i think you'll each intuitively know the sort of thing there's a bit of je ne sais quoi quality but mark we were talking in our comments about empire strikes back and we were talking about the feeling you know you said that you you briefly met um gary kurtz and this as you can see there the book you know um, Soul of Dune, some of the photography by Greg Fraser, who I've reached out to, by the way, the Melbourneian director of photography. So maybe I can, if he wants to have a 
Dune conversation with a fellow Australian, he, he can join us. He would be great to speak with. But um, my je ne sais quoi moment for Dune was as soon as I put it on, I had a, a an interesting Paul-type flicker moment where I, I went into another timeline and I was young and I was watching this on VHS. Like there's a way that this movie starts that Chani's narrating and setting up all the pieces where you're like, oh, it's time. Oh, Dune's starting again. Oh, better get my cereal, you know, better get my, you know, my blanket or whatever. Like there was such a, yeah, I had a VHS-y weird kind of childlike feeling at the start with how it's laid out. And just the way that because it really takes its time to breathe, like the the arrival on Arrakis, like the ornithopters, like it's it just has a, again, like I said, that's why it's a je ne sais quoi quality. So Sitlali, did you have something in that same vein of like not, very kind of um, idiosyncratic experience you had with it, maybe like something visually that made you think of like an old childhood memory, anything sort of liminal for you with the film? So I saw the trailer last year mm. and that kind of get, got me to read the book. I had the book already in my room, so like I'd plan on reading it, but that mm. gave me like the last kick. Mm-hmm. And I read it in February and there was this one week where I was reading it and I think I looked at the trailer like five times daily <laughs> and I just couldn't <laughs> stop. And it was just this That's whole, great. yeah. Like the atmosphere before the movie was also like, yeah. yeah. That's Amazing. so great. Wow. Let's just, okay. People who may be in sometimes the similar jaded space to me, maybe if people tune in and just let's all just take a page out of Sith Lally's like, just like, yeah, I love this. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a, so keep being who you are and doing what you do, Sith Lally, for sure. Okay, cool. So, um, and uh, Julia, just any idiosyncratic moment you had, you know, Well, for for me, this entire film felt like this. I was with my friends in the cinema. I was sitting in in the middle and they were like constantly checking on me if I'm okay, (laughs) because I was just like so invested in the film. And even though I knew exactly what will happen, having read the books, I was so surprised and so like shocked to see all the things happening. Like I was seeing this for the first time, which is true because I haven't seen this film before, but not knowing the story, like I think my brain kind of made a surprise for me, deciding to switch off for a minute and just letting me enjoy it for the first time ever. And right after I walked out out of cinema, I was like, I will never see this film for the first time again. And this is like a real pain for me. And um, (laughs) even though I've seen it twice and today I'm going for the third time, I feel like there's always something that I will discover for the first time. Mm. And I think this is something that I will cherish forever. Uh, no matter how many times I will watch it. So it was really um, a monumental experience for me. And I know how it sounds, but it's true. I don't I think I've you. ever seen anything like that before in my life. To, to, to alley-oop to what you just expressed, um, yeah, on a second viewing, the Bene Gesserit seal that she uses to kind of to, to sanction the the you know the herald of the change that moment it has the Bene Gesserit symbols along it mm-hmm. just the wax seal you know I hadn't noticed that before there's a whole host of script visual detail garments um micro I mean these are all extremely high caliber actors and uh there's an exchange with Paul early with Leto at uh the sort of um Atreides kind of uh, maybe ancestral burial grounds, I guess. And yeah, it really evoked uh, Two Towers with Theoden, you know, and Gandalf, like it really did the same mood and some of the same 
feelings and that kind of lines up with some of the tweets people were you know maybe about a year ago saying they had seen an early screening and said yeah you know we're talking something that is of that same caliber and uh, when he is um you know when when letter says if, if you don't feel cool to it you'll you'll still be the only thing i never needed you to be and there's a brief pause and then he says my son and there's a like chalamet in the space of a couple of seconds he goes through surprise and then like solace and then like relief and then he, he sort of like he just sort of pats it it's oh. it's um yeah it's very moving it's very moving so but that's me just sort of um adding, garnishing your your comment but yeah thank you julia for sure so um mark uh any kind of again maybe yourself being so embedded with dune was there a moment where you maybe had a flash of watching the 84 version for the first time or what was something kind of just very personal to you like a personal moment while watching um i, I can't really think of anything but what really stands out for me is i think this is a film i can watch endlessly yeah, you know it's two around. and a half hours but it does not feel like two and a half hours at all and even you know the the fifth viewing of it, it's I'm not bored. I'm I'm still invested in it. It's it's almost like a comfort blanket at this point. You know, <laughs> can just wrap okay. it around and watch it and just be transported into another world mm. and enjoy it. The the visuals, the music, the acting, yeah. it's also we we are on that same wavelength. And thank you. You actually gave words to something I was just on the fringes of trying to articulate, which was that VHSE kind of like. And I, we say that because we're old kids, <laughs> if you even know, I'm kidding. But yeah, so yeah, we, we, that whole thing of wearing out the wearing out the tape and and being able to pop it on any time and you would just almost have it in the background. It, it has that sort of, it's still like, that's the, here's, the, here's the magic of something, for example, like either Dune or Empire Strikes Back or any of the original trilogies uh, of those films, which by the way, it, it, it shares that analog DNA, like the ornithopters feel so analog, just like the, the original T65 X-Wings and stuff. So, but it is that feeling that uh, you can just have it in the background, but if you, for example, start getting drawn into the, sort of the, for example, Duncan Idaho's escape or you know, the Death Star trench run, like then you are suddenly all right. And you might even, you know what's going to happen at the end, but you're still caught up. So it has that amazing chameleonic quality of being something you can kind of just sort of watch with ease, but then also be insanely gripped by just because of the quality of storytelling and the editing. I, I, um, there's a, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but the, the editor, his surname is Rezi Roger Walker. He, he's a Joe Walker. Yeah, Joe Walker, he's incredible. Um, so, because mm -hmm. again, just as a mini PSA, like editors really are amazing and they make amazing contributions. Like there'd be no Star Wars 77 without Marsha Lucas. Like it would have just crumbled apart. So he's amazing. But um, but yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, Marcus, your Marcus-tastic moment, your personal moment with Dune. Yeah, and of course, because I've been immersed in like, everything going on for, for like the past uh, past couple of years um and yeah i was i was excited you know from from the first first trailer from the first screenshots we, we were getting like i was saying okay like the, you know i i, I trust this this is going to be good uh when i actually saw that first imax preview and then like the that was amplified further when i actually saw the first um first screening in, in the theater like it was it felt um, like Dune, like so. What, what I had had in my my head when I uh, when I had read the book, of course, there were some uh, some synergies with with like the appearance of the 1984 film as well. But like overall, it, it was 
yeah, it, it, it felt like uh, the book felt like like Dune. And at the same time, there were a lot of things that uh, expanded on it in a way. So like, uh, for example, the the, the breakfast uh, scene, like the, the, the scene where the, the Herald of the Change is, is coming, that, that's not in the book. But it it felt like it was it was part of the story, so so that was uh, like basically felt like I ex expanded my uh, my Dune experience by by watching this film, and yeah, like uh, I can de definitely rewatch this film so many times. Like uh, in the in the I was in the cinema yesterday with uh, with colleagues from 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 work, and a lot of them hadn't seen the movie for the for the first time, and just like uh, yeah, just fun just seeing all the reactions from from them and like asking questions like what, what was going on uh, there and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah. Every 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 time I've I've watched so far, I'm picking up new new details. It's yep. very, I, as I say, it just very rewards a close viewing. But what were you going to say, Mark? Sorry. Yeah, just going to say, um, there's a, a great article on Frame.io uh, with Joe Walker, and he, he he talks about the editing of the movie, and there's some uh, screenshots of. So this is this looks like it's a three and a half hour edit of June. So you know, release that cut, please. Um, <laughs> And there's a uh, what, what else we got? Yeah, so I'm sure this is looks this sort of stuff looks familiar to you. Uh, mm, yeah. why, why is that not? Oh, there we go. Yeah, any video, uh, video all, all of the yeah. editing and all your assets on there. So, mm. uh, wow, yeah, I, I recommend that article if you get a chance to read it. That's right. There's, um, yeah, it's 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 such a pleasure to see, and I think I had seen, um, about uh, two weeks ago a comment saying. And I was I was surprised, and this is like, you know, anyway, it was someone it was someone saying, oh, surprised at 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 the success, and saying, well, and they tagged me in the Reddit comment. They're like, wow, we might have to, you know, kind of change some of what we told said to Albert because I would I'd be very positive about the film, and then a lot of people would sort of meet meet that with a bit of jadedness and like, well, you know, later on in twenty forty nine, and and. But I have just been very clear all throughout. Um, there was just, for me, no doubt uh, at any point that this film would find its audience. And um, another roundtable I'd like to do, Sitlali, what do you think is it has been sort of the key to, to, to it connecting with yourself and wider audiences? You know, that's that's what we're seeing great indicators of, is that it's pushing through to all kinds of folks. What's the, what's the DNA for you? I think it's just like a totally new universe which we're experiencing so i know we know harry potter universe star wars middle earth and that's mm -hmm. something really new and i think we weren't really expecting that but it's actually possible to create something even better well yeah. i wouldn't say better but yeah totally new mm. and yeah i think that's what kind of gets most of the people to like it that much mm, very well eloquently expressed uh julia for yourself i think making it very sorry for the term but user-friendly i mean lynch had to cut his movie into million pieces um to fit 600 pages of the book into some time and villeneuve made a bold decision to cut in two uh and just lay down the basis of the universe the rules the context and then in part two we're hoping to see more action um so i think this was for our, for us geek, uh, geeks, nerds of Dune, um, this is something that we've been waiting for. The detailed, uh, very well explained universe that we know. But for people like my mom, who's going to watch it today for the first time, she has absolutely zero knowledge about it. And I'm sure that she will get the gist and the energy and she will be hyped for part two. So I think a key to success was to please both 
uh, groups, I would say. So people who actually know what they're expecting uh, and people who have no idea what Dune verse is about. And um, I think put that with Hans Zimmer's score and the stellar cast uh, and a visionary director, talented, uh, you know, uh, photographers, cinematographers, editors. And there it is. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm, and Villeneuve himself has said that if he was just making a film for the hardcore fans, it would have been so easy yeah. to do. But it was make he spent a lot of time editing it so it was accessible to a wider audience. Uh, and mm. that was his goal. And I'm, I think he's achieved that in spades. Wonderful. Yeah. The, the, the feat of maintaining artistic integrity balanced with accessibility. I mean, it almost feels like a magic trick, really. It's like you'd almost think that those two would be in contrast with each other, that there'd have to be some kind of compromise. But, and this again, I, I say it often because it, it can sometimes be conflated with like fanboyism. It's like, well, he managed to do it. It's like, no, I'm just genuinely as like a creative person myself is like, that is something insanely skillful. And that he really took that upon himself. Again, you see a lot of the time with some of the, I call them conveyor belt filmmaking is there's a sense of taking the audience a bit for granted what I noticed in the film is um, he had just his foot to the to the to the metal, you know, like all the way uh, with with everything he wanted to express and, and how he wanted to express it. So, yeah. Okay. So, Marcus, yourself, we got I've got a little ten minute thing reminder. So we're gonna keep this one very short. Um, we can we can get stuck in. We'll we'll, we'll meet more often. But uh, Marcus, to 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 close off this little compacted little meeting. Yeah, um, and I think. Uh, Julia had said, said it really well. I've, I've seen the reactions from so many people who had, they had maybe heard about Dune, like that it's a, you know, a best-selling science fiction novel, but they didn't know what to expect. And they, they came out of there and like, they were like, oh, I, I have to read the book now. And, you know, like, I want to like look into the lore. Uh, so I think it was definitely that, that perfect combination of, uh, of, of people who are, as, as you're saying, like longtime fans who were there, they were like waiting for this perfect adaptation for decades. And then the people who are now coming in and experiencing something uh, completely different. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the combination of everything that, that they really succeeded in, the, the comparisons that, that people are, are making, like, uh, you know, it's been said enough, but, but those, those are, are justified. Like the, I, I, I said this, well, actually, I'm, I'm writing a more detailed review that I haven't published yet, but uh, honestly, like when I walked out of the cinema the, the first time when I, when I was at the press screening, uh, I, I really had the feeling that that this was the best cinematic experience that that I had, had since watching Return of the King in, in the cinemas. So that, that that was my feeling. I understand. I really do understand that. Yeah. Um, I suppose another little mini roundtable. Just my curiosity is if uh, any standout moments that sort of resonate in the film. For me, I have to say it's the the Baron's pet. I just have to say that it's it was. <laughs> obviously not in the books and just it it made it smart sparked this um this notion that same with, with what Sid Lally says is like something new is, is happening you know which is learning from everything around it you know this feels like Denny has been aware of some of the how certain franchises won't name names have gone astray and stuff and he just says look I want to have everything tens out of tens like world building a potential of um performances and and you know the the visuals are just so authentic to like they look like miniatures but mixed with cg it's done with so much effort but so for me the pet 
I just I, for some reason. Um, uh, yeah, Julia, any what was your favorite kind of scene or most curious scene? Well, there was plenty, and it's hard for me to choose. But the one that you've mentioned before on the on Caledon still between Paul and uh, Duke Leto, that was one of my favorites. But also, I think the final one in this film, so the fight between Jamis and Paul. Um, because that was a moment when Paul, I think, started to understand the importance of himself in this entire um, plot. And I really, the moment of silence when the music was turned off and there was just like absolute silence in the cinema and there was no sound coming from the screen and then they started fighting, I think this was my favorite one of one of many because i could talk for hours oh, we will, we will. <laughs> about yeah. all those uh, scenes but i think those the, these two were my my absolutely favorite excellent Sitlali. i think i really like the scene where lady jessica and paul are like escaping to the ornithopter and stuff like that and i don't know it just felt so real like when you were in the cinema you actually felt like we're also part of the of the scenery and whatever whatever's happening mm. i don't know why because it's not it's not like the like artistically the best scene of course it's awesome but it's not the best but i don't know i just really like that one okay yourself mark uh, i think the the scene with paul and jessica in the still tent um which is a, a very small and personal scene you know there's no big explosions or uh, special effects but it's a, a turning point for paul and jessica's relationship which will ripple down through the next the next few films hopefully um, but yeah, beautiful acting in there, and you know you can almost see the little uh, award-winning, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Academy, uh, yeah, of course, like uh, oh, from yeah. um, uh, Wayne's World, you know, <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> you, like the, lo the lower there. third, yeah, the lower yeah. third. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some performance nominations for this one for sure. Um, yeah, Marcus, go for it. Yeah, and I have to totally agree with that one. That that was all, when I also said on my show, like the that still tent scene. There was like so much emotion on that, and and it is a climactic moment because you know the the book itself, like it's divided into three sections, and that's basically the end of the first uh, first section when when Paul like realizes you know what what's what's happening, and because it all came together, the, the dreams. I think that that's especially why this this movie you have to watch it multiple times because there's so many layers with what's happening in the dreams. Like the first time I watched the movie, I didn't realize like how many times like you saw that knife and like, uh, you know, and I was rewatching it, like it's, it actually appears like four or five times and you realize at the end the, the importance and like how like everything is, is building up. But yeah, that, that thing, like the emotions and the dreams of the, of the future and Paul realizing, like beginning to realize his, his purpose, that, that was a perfect scene for me. Beautiful. We'll do a little um, roundtable for the listeners and viewers who want to check all of you guys out on, on socials and sort of start following you. So we'll start with our special guest, Sidlali. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, on Instagram, the girl has no name for art. <laughs> that's my only art page so far. Okay, well, awesome. And that's just the beginning. And please look into those prints. Okay, I'll hold you to it. Okay, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Mark? Uh, yeah, julianfo.com and julianfo on all the socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Awesome. Marcus? Yeah, you can find me at uh, donewsnet.com, uh, so both for, for news and the talk show, and on the Twitter and Instagram, uh, donewsnet. Julia? Twin Peaks Cafe on Instagram, twinpeakscafe.com, and also on Facebook. And Wonderful. there. Wonderful. Okay, everyone. 
Have a great rest of your day. And where can people find you, Albert? Oh, me? Well, thank you. Uh, Dune Podcast uh, on the socials um, and uh, albertkesser.com slash media if uh, you like the format and want to see other topics discussed in the same way. I do actually a main show, the Albert Kesser Podcast, but then I, because I love my admin, kind of my mentat side, I love just being a computer of sorts, you know? Uh, I have all the different dedicated subfeeds, but Dune has really shyhulutastically burrowed its way into my heart. I feel very, very um, honored to just to, to be here in this time of of great shifting change. You know, there's a meta aspect to to what's happening in the film, to what's happening in in both like socioeconomic and environment, environment, like ecological, but also in in the the shifting of the landscape landscape uh, of entertainment and. We'll get into that on on future on future conversations for sure. So, but look, it's been so lovely speaking with all of you, and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and, and week, guys. You too. Thank you. Thank you you too. too. Big hugs. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>